Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of A Change in Attitude. Yes, we are back. Episode 9, I believe, is what we last counted off at. I, th- I think it's 9. Number 9. It's 9. Number 9. Number 9. That's nine. creepy. Stop it. <laughs> that was very creepy. No, nobody likes the Beatles reference. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I am the Texas Gentleman Tanner Prude, I'm a, and I'm joined, of course, by two of my all-time favorite people. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. Mags, Podfather Mags here. He's on the internet. You know him. You love him. Yeah. Well, you know me. You love you know. me. He's stretching. <laughs> He's the Podfather. He's gonna make you a deal you can't refuse. <laughs> He's gonna wait, wait, wait. I can do. I got better. I got better. He's gonna make you a pod you can't refuse. <laughs> He's gonna make you a pod you can't refuse. <laughs> That's got the worst joke I've ever made. Nothing. No, you shouldn't apologize. And of course, Ori Ori is here as well. She's absolutely amazing. One of the the stars of the show every week. She just makes my day. Ori, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I I don't know if I would call that completely star quality, but I'll go with it. (laughs) You you are a star. I appreciate it. You've got you've got this new headset that I'm absolutely fascinated by, by the way. 
Yeah. Got, oh, and they light up? And they light up. Wait. Wow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to flash you. They, they flash, too. They do. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Where can I get a pair? Mm. Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> All right. So I if you were... I think these are kids style because they are a little snug on my head. So, mm. but so they're ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a cat style quality studio headset, <laughs> Ori knows where it's at. Ori's I got your hookup. Ori's the hookup. <laughs> I got your hookup. Uh, we are, of course, uh, brought together today, uh, as the Avengers would be, to discuss uh, <laughs> WWE Monday Night Raw from, um, was it July 29th of 1996? July mm. 29th, yes. Season it's... 4, episode 30, In the Peacock. There you go. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, if you're following along with us here stateside, it's on the Peacock. Uh, yeah, this is week two of the recordings from the Key Arena, I think, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty hyped up, uh, as was Vince McMahon, who I I could barely understand what he was saying at the start of the show. He was like, rah, 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 rah. I was like, Yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> who uh, is this guy? Who <laughs> he's kicked the fuck out of uh, Mitch Johnson? What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we uh, we kick off the show uh, with uh, Psycho Sid taking on Justin Hawk Bradshaw with uh, Uncle uh, Zebekiah. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a name that is. Uh, <laughs> Psycho Sid, super duper over. He, he's a big time star. You can tell that fan reaction was incredible when he came to the ring. Uh, what did you think of this match, though? Uh, I'll kick it to Ori first. This match, uh, it's, you know, it's on the short side. It, yeah, it was. I mean, what did I write down? I wrote down a bunch of crap about this match. Um, you know, I was hyped for how hyped the crowd was, especially mm. at the beginning of the match, throughout the match. Of course, we had a DQ due to the bull rope with the bell on it, not going to sit out. Um, I feel like they were trying to keep both competitors looking strong, mm. but I think... I don't know if it was the way the match was set up, but I really feel like they didn't leave Hawk looking as strong as Sid. And I don't think it necessarily had to do with the DQ or with Sid retaliating and attacking both him and Zebekiah after Mm -hmm. the match. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, as far as the opening as a whole, it Mm -hmm. felt more like are more modern Raws, where it was a three, four, five-minute match, mm-hmm. in and out. The energy level was there. Um, energy level was there th- through the most part of the match, after the match, um, with the attack after the, after the bell and everything. And it, it felt like more of what I'm used to from an opening Raw segment or you know, match or what have you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it felt like, you know, now granted this may completely change come next week, but it was like, okay, this is what I'm used to seeing from raw. Mm. And so maybe we've turned a corner here. Uh, I, maybe not. I don't know. No spoilers, boys. Mm. Mm. So, but I mean, I, you know, the, the match was decent. It was all right. 
Yeah, it was, it was fine, you know. Uh, so yeah. Psycho, Psycho Sid, yeah, he he does some moves. Uh, he, he choke slams uh, Bradshaw, and uh, Bradshaw takes that very disrespectfully. And then what happens, Mags? He cl- he gets clocked <laughs> with the bull rope and the 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 cowbell. I mean, is that a thing in in Texas? Do they have ropes with cowbells on like that? It seems to be a common trope. I mean, not really. No. I mean, <laughs> you would be you would be a moron to put a cowbell on a on a on a rope like that. Um, I, I Are there cowbells think... on cows? Um, well, no, but I mean, the way that he used it, it just doesn't um, it doesn't make sense. I haven't even really seen too many cows walking around with ropes that have uh, the, the bell on it. So I mean, it's yeah. Either way, this this match <laughs> for me. It 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 served one purpose. It was mm. to keep those energy levels up because that crowd was harped mm. uh, for for Sid. Uh, I think if you have him in the ring for too long, that harp can quickly die down. Because as as good as a as a um, a character he is, his wrestling work is, is very very basic. He's the typical big man. All power moves, uh, no kind of like technical wrestling. So if you have him in a match mm. for for too long. That, that that energy level is going to sap. So having him in uh, a one two minute match uh, to open the show, I thought made absolute sense. The finish, mm, I mean, did it need the DQ? Probably not. Uh, but like Ori said, it, it was an attempt to keep uh, Bradshaw looking at least a little bit strong. Um, and obviously, Sid is is the big star in this. So I I thought it was a a good way to start a raw, um, especially coming off the like the the almost lackluster raw that we had uh, last week in terms of star power. I thought that this was a good way to to kick off a show. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree about you know, it being a great way. Uh, to kick off the show, I will say I slightly disagree with your perception about Bradshaw. Uh, I thought he came across as a uh, very weak, having to result to the bull rope in in less than a minute to 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 go and clock Psycho Sid. Yeah, but, I, I I get that, but it is is a douchebag character. This is what <laughs> he's playing. He's a typical Texan. Wow. Oh, well. That's fifty percent of our audience gone. I that's, apologize. Wow, that's um... enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Moving okay. on, then. We, okay, we, yeah, we, we go backstage uh, where uh, Farouk Assad is there with his uh, shiny helmet and his funny clothes, uh, saying that he's the, the true modern-day gladiator. Um, uh, Sonny's there. You know, she's, she's hyping up Farouk. Uh, Farouk's talking about uh, how there's no rules in street fighting, and he's talking about the life on the streets. And um, I, I don't. I mean, it was it was it was it. I bought into it uh, uh, in regards to I know that it's Farouk, and knowing who Farouk later becomes, like as a character, um, and knowing who Ron Simmons was prior to this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just can't get, I can't get past the, the, the helmet. I fear, I fear that he's about to talk me into a conspiracy theory here, Mag. Do you not believe in the real modern day gladiator, Farouk Assad? How that is disrespectful. No wonder he, he wouldn't class you as his brother either, because he certainly doesn't class Ahmed as his brother, as he said in, in his promo. Uh, there, there's no rules in street fighting, allegedly. It's the helmet. It's, That's it's, what throws it off. It's he's, made out of tin foil as well. He, he's about you can to see. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's about to tell me that the the jet streams in the air are filled with chemicals that are going to manipulate our minds and stuff like that. That's, that's the, the exact <laughs> feeling that I'm going to get. Uh, looking at this promo. Um, no, but uh, yeah, uh, I will say as a positive. I'm excited about this potential intercontinental title match between Ahmed Johnson and Farouk Assad at SummerSlam, regardless of silly helmet. Ori, how are you feeling about this so far now that we have Farouk Assad on Raw? Um, I'm excited to see Farouk, old school Farouk, you know, as he was as a singles competitor, because I haven't seen much of that. Um, and... The promo was okay. Sonny was great. You know, we we've hyped Sonny up a lot, a lot, and I think she's she's kind of earned that. I think he stumbled a little bit, but it was a decent promo for all intents and purposes, and it helped build SummerSlam Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. I mean, it kind of did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. You it's know, just, for me, it's the reasoning why Farouk attacked Ahmed. It was because. He was disrespectful to women. Mm. Mm. I mean, is that a reason mm. for a, for him to wear a gladiator outfit and a tinfoil hat and to uh, come out and and rupture somebody's kidney? I don't know if if oh, that yes. to me builds to SummerSlam, but I the match has the potential to be uh to be great because we all know that Farouk can go on and Ahmed Johnson is one of Vince's boys right now, so there's mm. uh. It, the potential is there to be a, to be a banger of a match. Well, and I appreciate you bringing up the ruptured kidney because uh, we we heard that multiple times uh, throughout the night here on this show, and that's definitely something that you, the listener, can look forward to when you go and uh, and watch this episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure how you were in a kidney. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Where are you going with this?" Hearing about the the ruptured kidney, I, I was like, oh, "Hearing that's... about it, yeah, no, mm-hmm. we don't want anyone to actually experience a ruptured yeah. kidney. That would no. be bad." 
yeah, that would that'd be terrible. We don't want that. Um, <laughs> uh, the next match that we get here on the card is uh, Vader versus Mark Marrow. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've seen my fair share of Mark Marrow the last few weeks. He's been on four <laughs> out of the last five rows. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> do you think do you think he's there because of him or would it be something maybe to do with a, a certain valet? Oh, completely. I'm I'm going with the latter there. Yes, the valet. Um yeah, Mark Miro accompanied by Sit by Sable, Vader accompanied by Jim Cornette. Um it's, um, this match was, was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, know. I actually really enjoyed this match. Okay. I thought it was a um, a well done match. I mean, Miro, we, we've seen as much as we rag on him in the ring. He has got he's got wrestling chops. He, mm-hmm. He's certainly has got the technicals down and the half line. He he misses a few things. I mean, I don't particularly like the kind of a uh, the wheel kick that he does. The the same kind of kick that busts up Stone Cold's uh, um, uh, mouth. Mm. I don't like his plancher over the top rope. It looks incredibly dangerous. Uh, he, he doesn't seem to understand when to let go, uh, and he essentially falls on on Vader. And and that sunset flip spot, yikes! That mm. was rough. That um, was, mm-hmm. was bad. That was very but, much bad. But good on Vader for for repositioning himself, uh, ready for the spot. But. The in between stuff, I actually really enjoyed. I think it, Vader still looked like a uh, an animal. Um, Mark Miro looked like he could could uh, attack the big beast. I, I just thought it was a, a well told match. Mm. Uh, but just that you're always going to remember those botched spots like that that sunset flip thing. Oh. Yeah. What what say you, Ori? How how did Mark Miro come across to you in this match here? I thought it was a good match. I thought despite, you know, everything, they both still still look, oh my gosh, both still looked good once it was over, mm-hmm. despite who won or lost. The only thing that really stuck out to me that was a problem was Cornette and King going in on Sable at the beginning of the match, constantly calling oh, her a dog. It, it was mm-hmm. awful. That was pretty like crazy. it's one thing to say like, you know, that's just not my preference. It's a whole other thing to call any woman a dog. He called like, her lasse. He called yeah. her lasse, and Mark Miro like, oh, Timmy. Hell no! Give me that racket. I'm up. Bust somebody's head. Full <laughs> snot. You don't call no woman a dog. Yeah, you, you went. You went full southern there. I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but you're but you're absolutely right. I mean that was that was totally uncalled for. Uh, you know, it's just mm, uh, obviously him being the heel. But there there are um, there are things that don't come across so well nowadays. Mm-mm. Um. <laughs> so uh, I'm a little fired up. I'm trying to calm down. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, so, so Vader picks up the win here, and that prompts Jim Cornette. Uh, to uh, call out uh, uh, Jose Lothario uh, to meet him in the ring. And uh, we go to commercial break where we get the super-sized Stridex big slam of the week. Yes. From 10 minutes ago. (laughs) 
Yes, from so from... nothing happened all week that they had to go with something that happened only mm-hmm. ten minutes previous. That's mm-hmm. the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> really? So we Come get uh, so we get Psycho Sid giving the jackknife power bombs to uh, uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw and uh, Zebekiah, and that was that was I something. Think, to be fair, they did look cool. They were decent power bombs. Yeah, yeah they were. They were. They were. Those are on point power bombs for sure. Um, but yeah, super stride X pads. They want you to to check out that slam. Um, because just what? like in Texas, bigger is better. Bigger, bigger is better. And you get <laughs> and you get 55 pads in a box, apparently. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot. Wow, Bags was really <laughs> taking specific <laughs> notes during it's this. It's because show. I've seen that advert now a couple of times, and it's obviously a spinning Stradex box. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what Stradex was that was actually for. It's uh, but it's it's for acne, acne, isn't it? acne yeah. yeah, it's acne, acne treatment. Pads. It's mm-hmm. it's basically a acne treatment like a, like, in toner. Like, like, toner yeah, like clarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's then a, a spot, a, a spot it's of the fifty five. It's an astringent already done into the pads, and you just pull one, oop, pull one out, and wipe it all over your face, and pray to God that you don't, you know, break out anymore, which mm. never actually works. Well, if you've got fifty-five of the pads, you've got at least a good few weeks of not breaking out. Yeah, you got you got plenty of opportunities to try and see if it works. Mm. You would uh, hope, but you do it twice a day, so you've got at least a month worth of pads, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we uh we we, we have gotten back. way too much into this stridex thing good lord <laughs> it's a very notable part of the show uh, <laughs> uh we come back from commercial break and, and uh, uh vince mcmahon is in the ring with a microphone along with jim Cornette and jose lothario uh and jim Cornette is talking about how uh lothario was uh, training Shawn Michaels, and then Michaels didn't need him anymore, and so Lothario was just hanging out at, at his house all the time, uh, just waiting until Shawn Michaels finally called him again, saying that he needed him, and basically was calling him a bum and called him trash, and that he considered uh, Shawn Michaels trash as well. And uh, yeah, uh, Lothario threatens Jim Cornette, and uh, Cornette then tries to hit Lothario with the tennis racket, uh, which um, didn't go so well for him. Lothario uh, just gives him a, a huge right and knocks Cornette right on his ass. And uh, yeah, it was knocked him on his ass three times with one punch. He fell over three <laughs> times from that one punch. That's that's a solid, solid rat hook. Mm. It was great. Um, a little bit of confusion, though, as we are immediately taken backstage where Shawn Michaels was watching said promo happen, and he is attacked by Mankind, uh, who is using the mandible claw on Michaels. Um, not really quite sure what that's all about. Nope. I'm sure the, we'll find out in future episodes. The whole thing <laughs> like, was very convoluted to me. Because I I felt like the whole point, just to go back just a little bit, I felt like the whole point of the Vader versus Mero match was more so to announce the Raw Invitational Battle Royale. The winner's going to meet 
um, at the Raw after SummerSlam, either Vader or Shawn Michaels, whoever wins. And then we got this whole thing between, I want Jose Lothario, I want him out here right now, from Jim Cornette. And then we got this really quick clip of Clarence Mason trying to talk Gorilla Monsoon into whomever his client is. Then we get the slam of the week from 15 minutes ago. Like this whole like 10 minutes worth of stuff. It was just it was so much within a 10 minute time span. And then we get the goofy Stridex advert with the SummerSlam. And then the whole thing between Cornette and Lothario. And you could not hear Jack or squat. Like I rewound that two or three times just to figure out what Lothario was saying. I was looking at the um, closed captions. Like I caught almost none of it either. Like someone should have prepped him before this whole thing. Talk mm-hmm. like if Jim and he, if Jim planned this and wanted to do it, like, dude, I need you to talk slow. I need you to talk loud. Yes, it feels like I'm yelling at you. I want you to yell back at me because mm. you could not hear him mm. at all. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I love the whole thing between Cornette and Lothario. I thought Cornette was on point. He was great. Everything he said was inflammatory and got him the reaction that he wanted, got the reaction of the crowd that they wanted from it. It wasn't a bad segment overall, Mm. but you could not, the exciting part was Lothario knocking Cornette out and Mm. him falling three different times from one punch. You know, if we're going to let Jose Lothario talk, Vince, hold the mic closer or somebody prep him and work with him so that we can hear what he has to say. That was the, that was my biggest issue with that whole thing right there. And then we get mankind versus Shawn Michaels backstage and no, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but like in a week where we've got Farouk Assad, all of a sudden coming out of nowhere, Ron Simmons, you know, King yelling out his name on TV, but doesn't know what to call him. And Vince trying to cover it up saying, we don't know who this is. It just kind of fits the theme for the last couple of weeks. Mm. You know, it's just kind of, we don't know if it's going to make sense. We're just going to throw jello at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> like that's, that's kind of how it feels to me. Lots of mysteries unfolding here, uh, for, for sure. Um, <laughs> um, Mags, we, we are then, uh, shown a, um, a highlight would, I mean, would that even be the right word? Uh, a replay, let's, let's call it of, uh, Aldo Montoya, uh, defeating Jerry, uh, the King Lawler with a DDT, ironically Ooh. enough. Um, and we, we hear from Aldo Montoya himself, who, um, for those of you unawares, this is actually just incredible in a, um, in a, in a jock strap, <laughs> the yellow jock strap. <laughs> uh, sure. We'll go with that one. Um, and, uh, for, for someone who is built from, from Portugal, he, he speaks perfect English with a Northeastern <laughs> accent. Um, it's a little bit strange. Um, so a, a rematch is being scheduled between Lawler and Montoya, and Lawler runs down Montoya, calling him uh, all sorts of names, and talks about how he's the designated driver for Jake the Snake Roberts, and uh, and all this and that, and uh, yeah, 
it's um it's 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 a uh, it's again an instance of king being a bit cringe mm-hmm. um yeah uh, and uh, he he does promise aldo montoya that he will have bigger problems next week than jake has ever faced uh so we'll we'll see if that happens mm-hmm. see if it happens yeah, um, th- this promo was was not good um <laughs> poor poor aldo montoya to be put in this position where he's defending Jake, wearing a jock strap on his head, uh, and having to to talk with the King Jerry Lawler, he was just in a no-win situation. And what what was really frustrating me about it was, you could see all the times he was instead of listening to the promo uh, from King and then reacting to it, he was just waiting to get his words in. And you could mm. see the amount he almost missed his spot three or four times. And then when he when he finally does get to speak, he says, "Jake only taught him one thing." And then he says, first he taught me to uh, to always like um, give people a chance, and then two he taught me the DDT. So he didn't just teach me one thing; he taught <laughs> me two things. Uh, but yeah, um, he he promised that he would uh, basically beat Jerry Lawler with the DDT in honor of his uh, of his mentor, uh, Jay the Snake Roberts. Mm. Which yeah, it was it was not good. The, the the DDT the the famed highly complex DDT. Uh, it's such a difficult move to pick to pick up. <laughs> Thank God Jake the Snake was there to help assist with the uh, the teaching. How to, but how then to King came with a line at the end said that DDT is the only thing that Jake wouldn't drink, and it was just it was just on that that alcoholism all the time and it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's very very grinding it's it's yeah. it's exhausting listening to i mean there's one point mm-hmm. where he says the only reason he lost to Aldo Montoya is because uh it was um he he was intoxicated by the fumes coming from Aldo's body because he spent so much time with with uh with Jake and it's like mm-hmm. give it a rest come on man it's mm-hmm. this yeah. trope is getting boring quickly well, and and I'm glad that you said that because that's here in my notes as well. That at this point, it's not just offensive; it's just you're is now getting boring. Like King is like like, <laughs> and that's that that might I'm not sure if that's worse, but but for some reason it feels worse because now it's just like what else you got to say? Like what what else are you going to say about this? And 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 it's quite clear with with Jake No Show in a couple of a uh, couple of episodes ago. That he's he's really suffering at the moment. He's really kind of struggling with these demons, and for for King to be nailing it on every single week, it's that's that's kicking a man when he's down, and I I, I can't vibe with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have our next match, uh, which is going to be uh, Davy Boy Smith taking on Henry O'Godwin. Uh, Ori... No, no, that's that's fine. I I don't have any thoughts about that. Oh no, we can move ahead. on. Go no, ahead. no, we're good. Go, we're good. Go, no, go, no, go, no. Go ahead. Okay. Well, well. Uh, hmm. um, no, my okay, okay. Go my ahead. My feeling between the whole Aldo Montoya and and King thing, it mm-hmm. kept feeling like he was, um, he was trying to get a word in, and it would sound like King was going to shut up and stop, mm-hmm. and then he wouldn't, and he'd be like. <sighs> <laughs> And like he would go to, he would go to say something, and then King would start up, 
all over again. And it's mm-hmm. like, either take a breath or don't let the, finish what you're saying so that the kid can talk. You either want the kid to cut a promo or you don't. Mm-hmm. And that kind of drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's another good point. He just wouldn't shut up. Uh, and, and I think that's maybe one of the, the the bigger criticisms I have of of watching King doing these promos is that, yes, he's trying to be the the heel. He's trying to to just get all the heat on him, and that's cool in theory. But you gotta give it some space, right? Like it's just I don't know. It's a it's a thing. Um, Ori, since I I didn't go to you directly. <laughs> On that segment, I'll go to you directly. On this segment, Davy Boy Smith versus Henry O'Godwin. Uh, this, uh, this was a match. This was a match. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it, Ori? It was a match. <laughs> well, I, I, honestly, it was all right. No. You mm-hmm. know, um, I did see that they had a, a break in there where Sonny will be live in the WWF AOL Auditorium. The most downloaded celebrity. Yeah. I was, and when I heard that noise at first, I was like, Radio Techers, right? Yeah, that's no, no, that's not what I heard at all. I thought it was like the warning alert system. And I was like, that wouldn't break through in the middle of a stream. What the hell? Like, are we having a hurricane down here? What the hell's going on? And I'm like, mm. no, I'm streaming. That wouldn't, how would the National Weather Service break into a stream to give me warning information? That makes no sense. Warning, Sonny is on your screen. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I mean, I thought Owen did a great dial job. Up internet, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought um, Owen did a good job on co- commentary. He he seems to every time he's on it. and And it's a shame that... We didn't have him around longer just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. He's a great wrestler, and I would have loved to see more from him. But, God, he's great on commentary. He he would have been an amazing commentarian, you know, if he was still around. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's the word that I'm going with, commentarian. And so, I mean, Davey Boy won, won with the distraction. It was what it was. Nobody's going to let anybody from Camp Cornette go over at this point. You know, it, it's just kind of, it's kind of like a WCW and the NWO. Like if you're in a match with the NWO, the NWO is going to win, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's a big, big match where we're building more story. For example, Davy Boy versus Shawn Michaels. And now we've got Vader versus Shawn Michaels. And now who's going to win that? I don't know because I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it it was a it was an alright match. Like I'm not, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It was fine. Fair, fair enough. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code Chairshot to save ten percent. That's Angry Lemonade. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Mags, what did you think of this match? We we did have a slop bucket fall over. Uh, yeah, and we finally got to see what the slop is made of. It's made of it's, bell it's, peppers, it's olives. Yeah, yeah, essentially. It's essentially <laughs> coleslaw with olives in. <laughs> olives and bell peppers in coleslaw. I, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't personally see the bell peppers and the olives, but when they turned over the bucket, I was like, "That's coleslaw. Like it looks like mayonnaise and cabbage for sure." Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> I didn't. I did not want to look at it too closely. I really didn't. It was certainly not slop anywhere. Yeah. As 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 a Texan, I can tell you what I know coleslaw when I see coleslaw, and that is <laughs> that is some coleslaw, or at least the makings of the makings of. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've just got to. I've just got to reiterate what Ori said. The the match happened. There was nothing particularly bad or particularly good about the match. This was all about Owen on commentary. Uh, the way he uh, protected his Slammy Award, the way he gave uh, Hillbilly Jim uh, grief for uh, for smelling and uh, attracting flies. Um, mm. The way they even gave uh, Vince and, and King um, uh, grief about asking about his brother all the time. I thought that was really well on point. And he did mention about uh, whether Austin versus Brett would be a good match. It is a really, really good match. Like, really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I thought Owen was the star of this this whole segment, uh, especially coming towards the end when he uh, he knocked the, the, the slot bucket over so we couldn't get... Uh, the, the finish and and Bulldog was able to to pull off the power slam uh, and and get the victory. But yeah, um, it's a segment that happened and Owen was the clear clear star of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, we we are then presented with uh, <clears throat> one of my personal favorite highlights of this show um we we get clips of actually mark henry setting what was then the u.s record for deadlifting at 903 pounds um and it may i mean it may still be the record for all i know i I tried to check uh Mm -hmm. but i couldn't find the list of records but Mm -hmm. um he's a strong boy yes he's a strong boy yeah, uh, it's about it's about three times as much as I can deadlift. Um, and then he he does a mm-hmm. he, he does a squat. He does a nine hundred and fifty three pound squat. He can Jeez. he can uh, bench press six hundred pounds. He can mm-hmm. even dunk a basketball. And he's got charisma. Has he? Has he got that last one? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that last one. Um, they they talked about he's his, got a salmon jacket. 
he has got a really cool salmon jacket. Yeah. Not yet, but he will. He, 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 he will one day have a That's salmon right. jacket. We will not be covering that here on A Change in Attitude, but no. you can definitely find it on the internet. Um, he's going to be, um, he, he, he's going to be at the summer Olympics. He's been on Oprah. They're making a big deal out of, uh, out of Mark Henry here. And, uh, and, and I think it's because this is just after Jim Ross has, uh, essentially signed him to a 10 year deal. Uh, once he's, uh, once he's running the Olympics has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very, very big deal. He, he wouldn't, um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't believe he actually placed or meddled at the Olympics, but, uh, I think uh, one, he came dead last. Mm, uh, one Mr. Kurt Angle, however, who we may see more of in future episodes, he, he will actually medal at the Olympics in 1996. With a broken freaking net. Yes. Right. Indeed. Um, so I, I, I actually, I've met Mark Henry a few times and I've had a buddy who, um, would actually, um, maybe I, maybe I can't disclose this. I don't know. Um, he, he, he's actually been to Mark Henry's house to, to, for, for work. Um, he's for like repairs and maintenance and stuff like that. And Mark Henry is a really, a really cool dude from everything that I've, uh, uh, experienced and, and known about him. So yes, Mark Henry is, is, is. He's A-OK in my book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did some research for him uh, for an episode of Badlands uh, quite a while ago. Um, and I, I looked into all his kind of like his powerlifting and weightlifting. Um, and uh, people around that time when he when he made the transition from weightlifting to powerlifting uh, said they've never seen somebody be able to make that transition as well as Mark Henry did. Um mm-hmm. They said on on the on the face of it, it they look like similar sports, but the the fact is they are totally not. These uh, totally kind of like different ways of training, and it's so hard to pick up uh, one discipline after you've you've uh, spent so long on on the other discipline. And they said he was like a a, a natural at both. He was like a once in a in a generation talent, uh, and the amount of records he set is phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, Mark Henry, uh, like I said, A-OK in my book. He's he's really solid. Uh, Ori, do you have any particular memories of Mark Henry? Uh, not, I, I do. They're not, I, I mean, he seems like he'd be a really cool guy. He seems like he's mm-hmm. a, a sweetheart of a guy, but some of the things that they did with him uh, at some point, Mm-hmm. 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 If you know, you know. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, we won't spoil a future episode of a change in attitude just yet. Uh, mm, we're gonna we're gonna watch all of that happen. Um, uh, we move on to the main event segment, which is uh, actually uh, quite interesting. It's the Undertaker taking on Steve Austin, mm-hmm. um, which is which is. Uh, I was looking actually quite forward to this match all episode. Um, before that, we do get some um, interesting backstage happenings. Um, a, a very disturbing promo in a dimly lit room with mankind and 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 gold dust, and and I really don't feel comfortable talking about it. 
It was so weird. Yeah. It was so, so weird. Mankind was, yeah, Mankind was talking about an incident that happened when he was a kid and uh, was was it something like destruction can be beautiful? Mm. And then he's there stroking Goldust and like... Yeah, oh. Goldust is, is stroking Mankind's arm That's... and then Mankind was stroking Goldust's blonde wig and... And then Marlena's uh, in the back... <laughs> Shocked at the whole thing. <laughs> you know, it's pretty bad when Marlena's freaked out. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would be. I, I don't blame her. Um, it, it was a weird promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, of course, a setup for uh, the Undertaker versus Mankind Boiler Room Brawl at SummerSlam uh, that we'll uh, be watching here in just a, a few short episodes. I'm sure. Um, Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin is actually, yeah, very much main event worthy. Ori, what did you think of this match? Well, let me first say, I'm shocked there was a fourth match. Because in all of the Raws that we've covered, just specifically for this show, Hmm. there have been only three matches Max, Mm. And usually the longest one is at the beginning of this show, which is why I say, you know, this show feels more like a modern Raw. Four matches within an hour. Yeah, that's that sounds just about right. Anywhere from three to four an hour. Mm. Um, So it felt definitely more like a modern Raw. I thought it was a really good flashback. Um, The thing that threw me off once again was more commentary than anything Vince throws out this line. This is a Donnybrook. And I'm going, what? What? Like, what is this word? And where did he get it from? And can he please give it back? Like, (laughs) it made no sense. And then King throws out, you ever heard of stomping a mud hole and walking it dry? I'm like, oh, so now we're just stealing lines from Jim Ross? Like, what the hell's going on here? What show am I even watching? Like, it was just... Weird. Like the match was decent. I, I you know, I, I liked everything that Taker and Stone Cold did. I thought it went well. I thought it was very interesting to see Stone Cold play the no 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 don't attack me no 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 and then go after him because in the later versions of Stone Cold, as he gets more confident in his character, that's not something that we see. You know, it's I'm a badass and I'm gonna kick your ass and blah blah blah, and that's the mm-hmm. end of it. You know, and so it was very interesting to see this other side of Stone Cold. Hmm. Um, But I thought what they did together was great. I I thought it was a decent match. Uh, I liked that they had Mankind come out and attack Taker. I liked that they did the DQ with the count out um, on Taker, causing Stone Cold to win. That leaves him still strong. That continues the whole... um, Taker Mankind encounter, and I, I thought it was great as far as the match goes and as far as the ending went. I thought it was a good match. I'll pan it over to you here next, Mags, but I, I do want to give the listeners the the update here, and I thank you, Ori, for pointing out what does a Donnybrook mean? Uh, Donnybrook is actually a, it's, it's, I believe it's a county or a suburb in Ireland where they would have the Donnybrook Fair, I think it was like a fighting festival, if I'm not mistaken, where they would have uh, 
you know, quarrels and lots of liquor being consumed. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a free for all, basically. Uh, it's very uh, tumultuous event that was held from the 13, uh, 13th century all the way through uh, the 19th centuries when it was uh, eventually abolished. So, so there you so, go. You you so, learned something here on a change in attitude. Uh, so all right, Vince, then. Vince with those very much up to date references again. Um, yes, he this, he pulled a thirteenth century yeah. reference. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like something he's heard of that day, the day he was recording, <laughs> and he thought, "I'm stronger. I'm in this in somewhere." That sounds like my kind of gig. This uh, is quite yeah. a Donnie Brook here, pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we hear that anymore up to uh, SummerSlam, he has definitely heard of it that day, and he yeah. just put it in every single time. <laughs> he, he he probably heard he probably heard British Bulldog say it, and then he was like, <laughs> "You know what? You know that's a fascinating word there. <laughs> I got to use it." Uh, stop it yeah but i and again i'm gonna have to agree with warrior i thought this match was was uh was really good um and it's a rematch of one we watched a, a few episodes ago um mm. with a, a very similar kind of a shenanigans finish but uh from that match to this match you can see just how much austin has grown as a character um he is really taking this uh this um uh, Stone Cold 316 um, character and building it very, very quickly. Um, I thought that this was uh, is be- the best match we've seen of him uh, in the time that we've uh, we've we've been watching. Uh, mm. I, I love the whole um, King coming with this uh, the stomping and mud all and walking it dry, only because that ends up becoming Austin's catchphrase, which mm. is um, at least. If King has given one good thing in the nine weeks we've been watching this, it's that he's give Austin a catchphrase that we that we will end up knowing and loving. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a a, a really uh, good match. kept keep, keeps uh, Undertaker strong um, going into the boiling room uh, boiler room brawl. Uh, Austin obviously is going to be someone who is going to be strong for the next five, six, seven years. So uh, keeping him strong is, is is something that is definitely on Vince's mind. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great match. I really, really enjoyed it. I will definitely say it, it was better than their previous encounter, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, again, the, the shenanigans finish is, is there, yes. Um, but uh, they do make a point of it here as The Undertaker does do a bit of a, a promo uh, post-match saying that Mankind... Uh, will uh, come SummerSlam will rest in peace. And um, we were also uh, told about the Invitational Battle Royal next week to see who gets the next WWF title shot after Vader. And, uh, of course, the Jerry Lawler uh, versus Aldo Montoya match, um, which um, that, that, that was highlighted for a reason, I'm, I'm sure. Um <laughs> uh before we head on out uh let, let's get the monday night highlights yes monday night highlights here this could be uh something of note good or bad from the show uh or i'll start with you what is your monday night highlight from this week the promo from taker at the end mm-hmm. taker has a wonderful way of saying a lot without saying much and making it very impactful. Mm. As a matter of fact, oddly enough, I heard um, 
uh, I watched a recording once of one Mark Marrow um, doing a, a motivational speaking talk for a bunch of people. And I believe he said something to the effect of it's 10% what you say and 90% how you say it. And Taker is definitely one of those people that can put, can say just a little bit. He didn't have to say much. One, two, three sentences. But the way that he says them has such, the the inflection he puts on his words, his tone of voice, his demeanor in which he carries himself speaks so much louder than the words that he actually says. And I think it does him such service to to his character. And I think that's why he is an icon. You know, it's why he is the phenom. You know, I know they were calling him the phenom even then in 96, but there's more to it than just his wrestling ability that there's a presence with him that he just has down pat. And it, it, even, you know, even then it was just amazing. But yeah, the, the other thing, the only other note that I had was this was the only other raw that we have watched with four matches. The other one that we have covered was the raw after King of the Ring. Every other Raw has been either two or three matches only. So I was really happy that we got four matches this week. Hmm. Good deal. Yeah, I, I mean, you gotta you gotta give props to the Undertaker. I mean, considering that this was what twenty five years ago at this point, and uh, his legacy still going strong today uh, is is quite fascinating. Um, so yeah, big props to to, to you, Ori, and pointing out to you know. Uh, the Undertaker promo, I thought it was very good, very impactful, for sure. Uh, Mags, what about you? What is your Monday night highlight this week? Okay, for, for me, um, I have two. Um, the first one uh, the is essentially an honorable mention, but it was just how over uh, Sarko Sid was. Um, mm-hmm. I mean... Just when it, when he came out, the the cheers and the and the the pops that he got, you you could see him actually spinning around in in the the aisle, walking to the ring, just absorbing all all the love that he was getting, the the smile on his face. It's, it it was cool to see because he he looks like a a prototypical wrestler. He looks like he's carved out of granite, uh, and it, it it was uh it's it, it was just cool to see a hot star on a raw. We've uh, we've we've suffered through some some not so good roars, and I thought that was a really uh, entertaining way to to start and get the the crowd hat from from the very first second. But the the full the the biggest highlight for me was Owen Hart. Again, mm. uh, and I'm, it's becoming almost like a broken record where um, guest commentators are becoming the best part of the show. Um, we've had it with uh, Sonny a couple of times, and Owen again has been on commentary before and 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 stolen the show. And I think he did that uh, with this match. It, it got to the to the point where we weren't even really bothered about the match that was happening in the ring because of how good 
Owen was at being a slimy, cocky heel on commentary. Um, the the hints to uh, um, uh, friction between him and his brother, uh, calling the hillbillies and and the uh, um, uh, the hog farmers smelling and batting away uh, flies. I just thought he was so so clever. The, even when he was in the ring and he played up, uh, still having an injured uh, wrist, uh, he went to to put his arms up and then he was pulling down. He, he just had it. He just knew uh, wrestling. He just knew how to sell. It was so so well done, and it's such a goddamn shame that he was cut off in his pram. And what we could have had with Owen Hart, even after retiring, the man he had for the business, the mm. what he could have brought is just, it's such a shame, absolute shame. But yeah, for me, he was the star of the show. Mm. I mean, even Vince brought up at one point, you know, it only takes six weeks, eight weeks, whatever, to heal a broken hand. Oh, no, not me. I'm on the road. I'm still wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I'm still working. It takes much more for me as a... As a strong, you know, athlete, blah blah blah. Like it was just brilliant. And to be fair, it it does clock people around the head with it on a yep. regular basis, so <laughs> that will re-injure a broken wrist quite a lot. I would think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Owen Hart is uh, is an amazing part of this show, and I, and I was also very impressed by uh, the the reaction. That psycho Sid got so yes, this, these were this was a great call uh, for a Monday night highlight. Uh, for for me, um, I, I'm I'm almost begrudgingly pointing this out because I don't really, um, <laughs> I, I, it's not a comfortable thing. Uh, but I gotta I gotta give it to mankind when I think of this episode. I all I think of is mankind because of the just how weird and uncomfortable and eerie the promo he cut was and him attacking Shawn Michaels. He's obviously making a, a name for himself in, in, in a regard there. He's making himself known with The Undertaker, obviously, because of their match coming up the Boiler Room Brawl uh, with, at SummerSlam. Mankind was all over this episode in a way that I really didn't expect. And, uh, yeah, uh, for, for uh, somebody who would later on, you know, have a, a change of a look, a change of attire, um, and obviously we get to know some of uh, his other personalities, um, I, I thought that this was uh, uh, very, very uh, well done on his part. Uh, as uncomfortable as it made me, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out how, um, how much of a highlight Mankind was for this episode. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it was literally all over the show. It mm-hmm. was, uh, and and the seeds that he planted for the the Undertaker match, and then what's happening with him and Sean? Why did he attack uh, the the champion? It's all there, and it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, see what happens. Mm, indeed. Uh, any other overall thoughts on the on this episode of Raw here, uh, Ori or Mags? Ori, well, I'll go to you first. Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was what it was, you know? I mean, it wasn't terrible. Mm. It I wasn't, mean, but... you know, the greatest thing. Mm. Sliced bread. We, we, we definitely march onwards towards SummerSlam, no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. yeah I mean, mm. for, for, it, it for was... me, it's, 
it was no, actually ahead, one Max. of the. I was just going to say for me, it was actually one of the better rows that we've watched so far uh, in terms of uh, in ring stuff. We got a squash match at the, at the beginning. We got some decent wrestling between uh, um, uh, a colossus like Vader and a half fly like Mark Miro. Yeah, there were there were points that that didn't hit the mark. The uh, the, the sunset flip, Jesus. The Aldo Montoya promo, Jesus. But we still got good promos from the likes of Taker, from the likes of Cornette. Uh, the Jose Lothario one was a little bit of a letdown. And then we got a, a great match with, with Austin and, and Taker. So I think this was probably one of the more positive roars that we've watched in the in the, the, the short time we've been doing the show so far. Mm. Well, I, I can I can definitely say uh, y'all need to go and check out this episode of Raw, July 29th, 1996, and judge it for yourselves. Let us know what you think of uh, th- this episode of Raw. Um, as, again, we march towards SummerSlam 1996, that should be a banger uh, once, we, uh, once we get a chance to watch it. Um, but uh, until then, uh, Ori, where can people find more of you and your content out there on you, the internet. You can find me on the Twitter at Oriana75. That's O-R-I-O-N-A-7-5. Uh, you can also catch me with the same username on TikTok. And you can also find me on Twitch Monday and Friday evenings and occasionally in between. But definitely those two days at 8 p.m. That handle is a little bit different. It's O-R-I-O-N-A-7. Well, there you go. Definitely check out Ori on Twitch. She she's definitely amazing, and and she sometimes even <laughs> drops by on our shows as well over on Radio Techers in the chat while she's gaming. So yeah, I actually tried to get y'all in. I I tried to bait and switch you a couple days ago on uh, trying to trying to get y'all to hop into the Twitch stream, make y'all think I was playing some uh, FM twenty one. Do it. No, you should. You should do it. Not playing football manager. Do it. You should. You should play football manager. I'm not playing football manager. Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, shooting things. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Mags, uh, where can't people find you on the internet? <laughs> well, you certainly cannot find me at Texas Gentleman underscore. Uh, I'm definitely not there. Uh, but you can find me at Podfather Mags. Uh, in terms of content, I am everywhere. If you've had a podcast, or if, even if you thought that you may be interested in having a podcast, I've been on that podcast already. I've been a guest <laughs> on it. <laughs> but but in terms of my content, I'm uh, I'm uh, part of the team over at Radio Techers with my good friend here, uh, Tanner and Matt Willis, uh, where we have been recently covering uh, the Euros. Uh, spoiler, we're recording this whilst the Euros is still on, so yay for Spain winning the Euros. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe Denmark won the Euros. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, other, other than that, uh, you can find me on um, Five Rounds here on, on Chairshot. Uh, I'm all over the place. Yeah, Come and give me a follow on at PodFatherMags on Twitter to get links to all my content. There you go. Definitely, definitely check out all of Mags' content. 
that's it's always a good time uh, tanner where can we find you oh well goodness uh so you <laughs> you can find me uh on twitter at texas gentleman underscore uh, i also operate a couple other handles uh for for some other shows that i do obviously radio techers which is uh where myself and mags and obviously uh, the magnificent matt willis uh host uh alternate football commentary uh we're generally joined by a special guest uh more and more recently so uh, you may never know who might be dropping in on radio techers from one week to another it might be hulk hogan no it won't be hulk hogan i promise it's not gonna be hulk hogan yeah no that's that's a that's a bad decision um <laughs> but it, it could be you that might be on radio techers someday um so definitely check that out uh we uh speaking of hulk hogan oddly enough we, we i actually just got done recording a very fun uh insight on uh the hulk hogan gawker case uh with uh my my friend rob wilkins over on headlock talk uh, where i'm doing my 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 finale, my finale of Headlock Talk. It's going away. It's going to the vault and being retired. Um, so, but you're going to be able to catch a lot of great, fun episodes um, that took a lot of um, work and research. Uh, not only on Headlock Talk, but also on Love Wrestling, where that final run will be uh, held there as well. So definitely check out Love Wrestling. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 over here on a change in attitude, which you should also follow on Twitter, by the way. Uh, here we have CIA podcast on Twitter. Yes. Thank you, Mags. And uh, I'll kick it back over to you again. I hear we also have an email address where if you have a question or want to write to us, you can, you can do so. We certainly do. And we would absolutely love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on, on the shows that we've covered. Or if you are like Steve or um, you can watch weeks and weeks ahead in advance. And, uh, and I think he's spoilers. farther ahead than we are. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's much further away than. Yeah, because yeah, he was throwing out some stuff on Twitter. And I'm like, homie, I haven't even seen this yet. <laughs> like, where are you, man? Well, I'm I'm so grateful for for the likes of Steve O and the likes of um, uh, Scottish Juggalo Dana. Uh, they've really taken this show to to that. And uh, Steve O's never he's he's kind of like Ori. I don't think he's watched a lot of this stuff. Um, so he's he's uh, he's watching it for the first time. And yeah, it's cool to see see him get so invested in it, uh, even if he is way ahead of us now. Um, but yeah, you can uh, you can send your your feedback and your thoughts and your questions and opinions uh, to was via email at a change in attitude podcast at gmail.com mm, definitely do that guys definitely do that it's been an honor and a pleasure to yet uh, again present uh, another episode of a change in attitude uh, for my good friends Ori and Mags I am the Texas gentleman Tanner Prude and just a gentle reminder here on the chair shot uh, radio network to always use your head good night goodbye Bye-bye. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.